This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, this is by far and away the game of the week. Might be the game of the year. It's time for the best of the best. This week's best of the best of the best of the this best week's best of the best. And this game defines it. Bills minus two and a half at Arrowhead. The floor is yours. Yeah, 425 on CBS, man. The only game that we have on uh, on the network, and it is going to be a huge game. It's going to be a great game. I cannot wait for this game. And I know that all of us at CBS have been, you know, had this thing circled. We're just hoping that both Josh Allen and Patrick, Patrick Mahomes will be healthy for the game. I think it's going to be exactly what we saw last year in the playoffs. These two teams, highly octane offense, quarterbacks that can make plays all over the field, wide receivers that are better because of the quarterbacks that they're playing with. I think Kansas City has you know, gotten a little slower on, on offense. They, they try to run the ball a little bit more, but Patrick Mahomes is just a magician. I think it's a high-scoring game. Since you're telling me it's two and a half. Mm-hmm. It, it is updated. All right. I'm going to take the Bills and yes. I'll lay the two and a half on the, the road. Right you know, I also look at this as a spot for the Bills. You know, you could call it a revenge spot. You call it whatever the fans would like to call it. I just, I just think that Josh Allen is playing at such a level right now that uh, he's probably the only quarterback that's capable of going in there and beating Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and it's also, too, I think it's different when a team has the ring and they've already been to the mountaintop. You're motivated differently. The regular season is still the regular season. Now, they, they're going to play up. This is a big game. But the Bills, it's this maniacal obsession. This is the, this is the team they designed their entire offseason around beating. And the way – I know they beat them last year in the regular season. That playoff game will drive you insane. Well, I I'm, take, hope, I'm on the Bills here. I am. You know, so, we're both on the Bills. And I would think that Leslie Frazier <laughs> – thinking about the way that that divisional playoff game ended last year, you know, was probably peppered with a million questions this week. And I'm sure that Sean McDermott and I'm sure that Josh Allen and everybody in that locker room is just sick and tired of talking about that game. 13 seconds. So the only way to get that game out from underneath everything that your team is built on is to go back there and go win it and try to hold on to home field advantage so the Chiefs have to come to your building and play in the playoffs if, in fact, that happens. I'm glad you're on my side. That's my favorite pick of the week. That might sound insane. I just feel like this is a – the Bills are just different. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, I, I can't argue with you. I mean, especially the way that Josh is playing. Do you I, think that this, the, the McCaffrey interest is real, by the way? You see those I, reports I, well, this yeah, week? Well, yeah, I think the Barkley interest would be a real. DJ Moore would be a real interest for a team out there. I think McCaffrey would be a real interest because, you know, he gets injured a lot and – Christian McCaffrey on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, oh. it would be unbelievable. Or Saquon Barkley on the, on the Buffalo Bills. Although the Giants I don't keep think winning, the Giants, though. That's yeah. the problem. If the Giants keep winning, then it's probably not going to happen. But now that the Panthers have basically thrown in the towel, fired their coach, and Tepper's going to be looking to start over, yeah. I would think that you know all of those players could be available because they need 
they need draft picks and they need new players and they need young players and they need speed. I want to bring this up. We're gonna. I'm gonna to try to do this weekly because these NFL coaches continue to give me the fodder. I just can't stand when coaches hurt their team with what I deem to be stupidity. There's no place for it. Just be normal. So I'm gonna give you two choices here. You tell me which one of these is the bigger sin. I'll give you Brandon Staley, which we talked about last weekend, leading 30 to 28, fourth and two at your own 45. The Browns are out of timeouts. You punt, you pin, and you make Jacoby Brissett drive the field to kick a field goal and beat you. Or you throw the ball and give the Browns the ball at the 45. Now, I know York missed the field goal. That's one. Two, God help me with Dan Campbell. I I just, listen, I want to like you. Like, we do this bet, like if you've ever seen Tyra Banks flip out on that, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Dan, it's 6 nothing. Your defense is playing good. Ball at the New England 32. Fourth and nine. Kick the ball, Dan. Or we're going to drop back and pass. Fumble six. Game over. Kneecaps. Boomer. Which one of these? Uh, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on Brandon Staley first because that's at the end of the game, and that decision could have cost his team the game. And I think the way that he reacted after the game, he knew it. Players were hugging him like, hey, we got you. We know you did something stupid. Right, but he knew it. So um, here's the thing. If I'm an owner, general manager, and I'm hiring a football coach, I'm going to hire that football coach because of his reputation, his understanding of the game, and his feeling and intuition about the game. And, you know, Brandon Staley could go back and look at analytics all he wants, and they can walk off the field and say they won the game because supposedly he made the right decision. Uh They won the game because the field goal kicker missed the field goal. And Stefanski lost his mind with the number one running game in the league, and you got Jacoby Brissett throwing bombs. Right, but they had no timeouts left, so that was the other thing. But you had time to run at one time. Right, but that was the point about why I thought Brandon Staley made another wrong move here. And even though the move turned out okay for them and they won, He's got to punt the ball away, and he's got to play defense, especially when they have no timeouts. As far as the Dan Campbell thing is concerned, you know, I guess he's on the road. He's in New England. He wants his offense to kind of get some momentum going. It's early in the game. I can kind of understand it. But the fact that it's third nine and Tom Brady is no longer. Are you playing Bailey Zappi? You have to take into account, like, all the, like, situational things that are going on within the game that you're in. And that's what the the analytics don't take into account. There's no analytic for who are you facing, who you're playing. It matters. What's the weather like? How's your team playing? Oh, my God. I just. It drives you crazy. It It does. It drives all of us crazy. And believe you me, you know, we've had a number of these with John Harbaugh. Brandon Staley's had two already this year. How about Monday night? And Monday night, the same thing. What what did Andy Reid do? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're going up eight. Kick the ball. But things don't work. Then everybody looks back at the decision, say it was the wrong decision. And then the coaches will come to you after the game and try to explain their decision making and why they say it's right. But I always say this, and so does Coach Cower when I sit with him on Sunday. Sometimes we outthink ourselves and we outthink ourselves and put ourselves and our team in a situation that could end up losing the game for us. And that's where the coach loses the respect of the locker room. Just remember that. So I always, if, if I had a coach that made a wrong decision, I would really truly wonder whether or not he was prepared to be that head coach. And, and when you see decision. it 
happen multiply. This is more specific to Staley and Dan Campbell. This is Dan, This is at least the sixth time Dan Campbell has done something where you go, what? There's somebody that's up in the booth that's in his ear during the game saying, you got to go for this. This is what we should be doing right now. He needs, he's uh, got to he's got to avoid that. He's got to say, "Look, I don't. I'm not feeling that." Yeah. Well, you, you've been around long enough. You know the game of football. You know what works and what doesn't work. And sometimes, taking points. He coaches like a teenager playing Madden. That's the problem. Uh, and I think a lot of the analytics guys basically are doing the same thing. Yeah. All right. I want to get to the hot seat meter. Matt Rule lost his job in Carolina. Nobody's surprised. Um, OJ is walking the plank. Yeah, no doubt. And I, just real quick, where where do you rank that job? Not highly. So it's. So Tepper, the money, the backing doesn't help you a little bit there? Uh, I, I think the fan base is kind of like, you know, it's a melancholy fan base. We win, we win, we'll show up, we'll have a good time. Uh, you know. Hope both teams have fun. Right. I, I just think it's a – I think the owner has got the money. He'll spend the money. Lower third job? I would say, yeah, bottom third of the league. And I would think that without a quarterback right now, probably not – the most attractive of jobs. All right, so here's your hot seat stuff. And what I did is I – and I know this is – I hesitate a little. It's a little tacky to attach Vegas odds to someone's employment, but I wanted to put it here just as almost backing for this top five. You can tell me what you think, agree, disagree. At number five, I do have Dan Campbell. Yeah, well, you know, you're going to get shut out in the NFL in today's world. Uh, it doesn't look good, especially when you make some, you know, questionable decisions. Here's the one thing I will say, and I always tell you this. Owners see um, open seats, empty yeah. seats. And if there are a lot of empty seats at Detroit Lion games, that's when Dan Campbell's got to start worrying about, you know, whether or not he's going to be able to keep his job. We all like him, just like you said. We all want him to do well. We're rooting for you. Right? We are rooting for you. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, it's it's a dysfunctional franchise for whatever reason, and he can't seem to get out of it. And, and the problem way. for him, it's all the shtick. It's all the sizzle. It's none of the steak. At 4-17-1, Boomer, here's what they have coming out of the bye week. Green Bay, excuse me, at Dallas, home Miami, home Green Bay. You are staring 1-7 and seven and a 4-20-1 and one record in the face. Yeah. And, and you gonna... said this. You don't win games. Your message, no matter how good it is, players are going to stop listening to it. Yeah, and the owner's going to recognize that, and the general manager will want to protect his own job, and he'll go to the owner, and he'll say, hey, look, you know, we're going to have to make a change here because this ain't working. And then Detroit's going to have to start all over again. Plus 900 on Dan Campbell. Let me give you this one. I don't think it's going to happen. They're 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. They've turned it around a little bit, but Frank Reich listed it plus 1,200. I don't see it, but he was on the top five list. I wanted your spin on it. I mean, is Frank getting himself out of trouble and, and cements it by beating Jacksonville Sunday? If I go back uh, and I look through his career as, as the head coach, uh, yes, this is where he starts getting out of it because this is usually the part where his team starts to take off. We're in October. Yeah, we're in October, and this is where coaching takes over. And, look, I know he has an impetuous owner. I know that that owner keeps talking about the Super Bowl and has talked about the Super Bowl the last five years. Um, and every owner kind of feels the same way. But uh, the one thing I do know is that there's an enormous amount of respect for him as a head coach, and I know that he and the GM, Chris Ballard, are very tight, and they work very well together. So I think this is where they start to take off a little bit here now. At three, and uh, again, <clears throat> this is a wild situation. I have no read. I leave it to you. <clears throat> Ron Rivera listed at plus 450. I mean, ran his QB over with a bus. Then, then apologize for it. The story breaks on the owner. Unfortunately, he's got to answer for it. Where, 
Where do, where do you put Rivera in all this? Yeah, I don't see him going anywhere right now. And, uh, you know, they beat the Bears. Like I said, it was an ugly game, but who cares? He won. Uh, they're going to get Chase Young back here somewhere along the line so their defensive line will be whole and be and will be really difficult to deal with. I'm not saying that they're going to go and win 10 games. Right. But I think he's respected enough, liked enough in that locker room, and basically is the face of that franchise, and they're not going to fire the face of that franchise. Two right weeks now. ago, I thought they were teetering on laying down. They've played hard. I know it's not a good product to look at, but they've played hard the last two weeks. And that's and that's another thing too. But I do know, like, it's not him. Like, when, like Dan Campbell, people may check out in Detroit, and it may be because of Dan Campbell. Maybe some of the press conference stuff like that. Oh, God. In Washington, it's not going to be Ron Rivera. It's going to be the owner that they're not going to show up and support. Number two is a man who has caused great pain in our lives. It's Nate Hackett. Uh, he's listed at plus 150, by the way. He feels like a one-and-done. Yeah, it kind of feels like Josh Rosen and Steve Wilkes in Arizona, doesn't it? It's Yes. Uh, and it, it uh, it's a weird feeling. I mean, I will say that their, their games are close, though. They're in tight games. They're ugly games. Ugh. And somebody decided that Russell Wilson was the man. And Russell Wilson, much like Matt Ryan, has not been the man yet. And he better start becoming the man very quickly or I'm with you. I can see why he's on this list. I, and look, like you thought you were getting the guy Aaron Rodgers vouched for. Hell, maybe they thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. They, they thought they were buying a Ferrari. They ended up with a lawnmower. You know, Peyton Manning um, vouched for Adam Gase for the Jets. Uh-oh. Uh, and at number one, at plus 200, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, beautiful man with a Bond mansion, but unfortunately, his team is a clown car of errors. You know, I kind of predicted at the beginning of the year, just to throw something out there, that Kyler Murray would get to the end of the year and say, I want out of here, and pull it to Sean Watson, and just say, I, I'm done after I sign my contract extension. Uh, they better start winning, too. That Steve Kime out there, you know, he's got a tr trigger finger. Yeah. And he will pull the plug to save his own life. All right, real quick. The, he's, and he's tight with Michael Bidwell, the owner there. R real quick, your <clears throat> final word that you leave us with. What you say after this don't, don't matter. This is the final word. You know, my final word goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show, Mike, and that is it is October. It is coaching time. This is where we're going to find out whether or not those coaches on the list you just gave me are going to keep their jobs by the time the year is over. And that means the season begins now. We'll be back with you next week. Kick off with Boomer and Valenny, all the games, all the opinions, all the good times, and all the coaching mistakes. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. It's kickoff with, with Boomer and Valenti.